All right, time for Fan Mail Friday, where I'll be answering your questions with producer Jason this time and dropping some knowledge and feedback to help you kick the weekend off, right? If you're new to the Art of Charm podcast, this is not a great place to start. Most of our content is much more in-depth and longer format, so check out the best of at theartofcharm.com slash best or the fundamentals toolbox at theartofcharm.com slash toolbox. That's where we've got the fundamentals of body language, nonverbal communication, attraction, negotiation, networking, etc., and everything else that we teach here at The Art of Charm. All right, let's cut to it. Bernie writes, how do I keep calm and collected inside and out? How do I control my automatic facial expressions? I am and live around very passionate people in my family and friends, and when one is passionate like I am or my relatives, words and volume and temper rise quickly. I would love to be a neutrally reactive individual. And this is kind of a funny one because I'm just imagining like this Latin family of like really good food and people that love each other a lot yelling at each other and screaming and, you know, going in and out. But then it gets out of hand, you know, and, and his girlfriend, it, it sounds like is also a Latina. So here's the thing, you know, stereotypes aside, uh, the passion's a good thing. It's a good thing when it's when it's controlled and you're not going to be able to hide your body language that well unless you're a gifted actor and hiding emotion in the moment is essentially not even possible. It's impossible, even if you think you're doing it. And that's why learning to read nonverbal communication and things like microexpressions, the stuff that we teach at the Art of Charm Boot Camp, it's so accurate and it's so useful uh, because you can, the body can't lie. It's really hard. It requires a lot of practice, and doing it in the moment is virtually impossible. And here's a tip, though. Every time you get flustered, you can count to five. It might be harder to listen to what other people are doing, but controlling your breath and controlling that reaction will calm that reaction. In fact, we learned that when we were in um, the urban survival and evasion. Jason, producer Jason, you uh, you took that, right? Remember when they're pouring water on you and they have like a bag over your head and you're in a van handcuffed, they're like, control your breathing. Oh yeah, totally. In, in those emotional times, if you just remember, the first thing you do before you react is just to count to five. You can calm your breathing, Give yourself that time to kind of think. That's going to be the best way to react. Yeah, you can look up box breathing if you really want to get into like the hardcore kidnapping breathing. But the point is taking time to breathe, relax, whatever, before you reply, before you react. Even if someone is asking you something in the moment or you disagree strongly, that's the key. It's really hard to do it when you need to do it, but that's really the only time that it's important. And I know it sounds like we just spent a really long time telling you to just take a deep breath, but it's a little bit beyond that because when you take that time to reply, not only does it make you seem more calm and credible because you've maybe deliberated on the answer, but it stops things from coming out of your mouth that you know you've regretted in the past. If that's something you're having trouble doing, you need to cultivate that response in your body. And the more you do it, the more it becomes a habit, the easier it becomes to do because it's going to be hard when someone's like, you're doing this because you're an idiot and you just want to scream and throw a frying pan. If you take that one breath, that second breath is easier, that third breath is easier, and then suddenly there's no dishware flying around. So Yeah, and also think about when, when you talk to people who have gravitas. They always wait before they reply because they are actually thinking about the answer. So if you do take that time, it actually makes you sound like you have more power then maybe you actually do because you're flipping out on the inside, but you've taken the time to think about what you're going to say, but they're like, oh, he really thought about this. Yeah, and remember, the mind follows the body and the body follows the mind, so if you can calm your mind down, you're, you're gonna chill. Your pulse will slow down, it'll be, 
That's what the box breathing is for. So hopefully that helps, Bernie. And Julie asks, why isn't, uh, and millions of other women here, why isn't there a show like this for women? There's, that question comes in in all different shapes and forms. And the truth of the matter is I've addressed many forms of it, but I'll tell you the core of it is because I can only speak from my own experience in most cases, even if I haven't had a direct experience because of something exact, I can at least speak from my experience as a man in the world. And as far as you guys know, I've never been a woman. So a lot of that is is sort of out of my realm of expertise. Also, this show is also for women and men and cats. So it doesn't discriminate. The advice here works. And on that note, I have another couple nice emails from Jessica and Amanda. Jessica says, long-time listener, first-time writer. In reaction response to the 24-year-old girl who bitched about the show, I love how she said chick who bitched, actually. (laughs) But I did not say about the show being just for guys. I found your podcast a few months ago and was dubious myself. It seemed male-oriented in its approach. I decided to give it a chance, though, and I found the information is very useful and applicable to me, a female entrepreneur and business owner. I listen to your show on a regular basis, and I look forward to the new episodes. 99% of the time, I'm able to apply the ideas and information to my day-to-day interactions. I can't say that about the TED Talks I listen to. Appreciative shout-out for the episode with Ian Kerner. It helped me validate and clarify my understanding of my own body, which aided me in feeling more confident in speaking up with my boyfriend about my needs and what we each need to do in the daytime hours that will enhance our nighttime hours. My only suggestion would be do a show on how to meet and engage with people without alcohol. It seems woven into most shows that it's assumed that people drink, which I understand because many do. But there are also many that don't, and it would be nice to hear you do a show on situations where alcohol just isn't involved, whether by personal choice or you're just in a place where alcohol isn't being served at the time, but you still need to be confident and outgoing. As an introverted abstainer, I'd especially enjoy an episode aimed around that, and I assume I'm not the only introverted abstained listener, just like I'm not the only female listener. Thanks and have a dandy day. I definitely want to address the alcohol thing first and then wrap the rest into Amanda's letter. I do think that you can apply all of this without alcohol. Uh, The only reason that some of this might seem like drinking is woven in is because when I do toolbox episodes or something like that with AJ and Johnny, we usually give the example that you're out for drinks. The drinks are not required. I don't really drink that much unless I'm hanging out with Jason, in which case it's out of control. Yeah, I can actually attest to that. Jordan is not a drinker. And and everything that we talk about on the show is absolutely uh, applicable when you're drinking or not drinking. I think that, you know, the fact that we do mention the bars on the show is really, you know, kind of a misnomer sometimes just because that's where uh, AJ hangs out. You know, we'll, we'll say AJ and Johnny just hang out at the bar, but... For the most part, everything works wherever you're at with booze or without. Yeah, it does. And and I know that some things like talking to strangers might be easier with booze, but it doesn't change the skill set. It doesn't change the knowledge. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Everything, everything that's taught on the Art of Charm, I have done as, as the quote unquote producer, sober and drunk, and they work exactly the same way. So I think that, you know, just take everything that, that is taught on the show and apply it because once you apply it, then you will notice that it doesn't matter if you're at a bar or at a Starbucks. It has no bearing whatsoever on the actual applicability of the skills. Absolutely. Uh, Amanda says, I thought I would never reach out to you, but after hearing Lorraine on Fan Mail Friday today, I simply had to. As a 25-year-old woman that would never include one of those, oh, wait, phrases in an email, I think AOC is awesome. 
I'm in no way deterred by your three-second tagline. So as part of the 50% that, quote-unquote, should have felt excluded because of, quote, gender discrimination, I would like to reach out and say thank you. People pick out what they want to hear from your show, and I would venture to say Lorraine did not choose to hear the aspects of her show that benefit all people, regardless of gender. Would I love an AOC boot camp for women? Yes. But does that mean that 95% of the AOC podcast doesn't work for women? No, especially when female guests frequent the studio. I listened to TED, NPR, and Startup, as well as various other podcasts, and it was your show that introduced me to the company I now work for. I was so moved by your interview with its founder that I left my job as head of an art department to intern for his for-purpose company. It's definitely required a leap of faith, and I'm unsure of where it will lead, but I'm far happier here than I was a month ago. One of my favorite quotes is, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Thank you, Jordan, for continually supporting that idea and the journey toward betterment for those who accept it. Well, you're welcome. I love that. And I wanted to include this not to simply go, well, you know, see, I'm so smart. But because I really believe that you do take what you want to take from the show. If you're upset because of the three-second tagline or because you feel excluded, you are only excluding yourself. You are welcome here. The only thing that would make you feel that you weren't is yourself. And I just want to be really clear with that. I love the female fan base. That's, by the way, the most rapidly growing part of the show. And I mean what I say when I say it's a fanarchy. I, I might speak to men based on my experience and because men are just typically get crap advice, it doesn't mean that this is not for women. It doesn't mean that it's not going to become increasingly more so. It just means I will never, quote unquote, never ditch the platform that I'm speaking with men uh, for men because I am one. All right. Last but not least, I have something here from Laura. She says, I've been listening to your podcast for almost a year now. I'm a young lady with a fiance whose job it is to be the face and network for his contracting company. It's my role to aid him. I found your information on your podcast invaluable for both my future marriage as well as my personal business and startups. Thank you. Keep it coming. I've shared some of your philosophies with my father. He's an old school businessman who works in government contracting. We had a debate over disclosure and networking. I'm under the impression that the purpose of building a network is to act as a sort of resource bank where you give to receive. This to me is synonymous with friendship and is the core of my authentic self. I therefore offer my services as a friend and resource for anyone in my networking circle. My father, however, is of the more conservative opinion and believes that business networking should be formal and should not be mistaken for friendship. He frequently tells me that young people coming into the business overshare their personalities and lives, striving for friendship instead of business contact. He tells me that business networking should always be formal and that the only way of maintaining respect is to keep it that way. This seems to be a very stuffy point of view that closes more doors than it opens. I was wondering what your views on this dichotomy were. Are there instances where one method is preferred over another? Honestly, there probably are. However, my view, bluntly, is that he's a relic. This does not jive with other people his age that are successful either. It's not just a millennial or almost millennial where I'm at type of thing versus people of the older generation. He literally doesn't seem to understand that most successful people, his age, my age, age is irrelevant. This is the recipe for success, and it's been written about in books from friggin' Benjamin Franklin, for God's sake. Unless he's older than Benjamin Franklin, then in that case I want to talk. But I, I think if we dug deep into how he was thinking, what he meant, we would see that he's friends with tons of people in business at his own level but he probably doesn't want to be informal with people he sees as below him on the ladder. That's where I'm getting this sort of respect vibe from what you're saying. 
I think that's outmoded thinking, but hey, if he's the boss, he's entitled to it. Just remember, the future belongs to the millennials. He can be unhappy about it all he wants, and he can even dig in his heels, hire everybody over 50, and they can all retire at the same time, and he can close his business forever. If he succeeded, it's probably in spite of this kind of thinking and not because of this kind of thinking. That's just my opinion because he asked. Jeremy says, the Mazda ad sounds silly but is actually awesome. Congrats on leveling up to where big car companies are sponsoring the show. Well, I have one thing to say, Jeremy. Mazda. Uh, I felt a little dumb doing it too. I thought it was fun. I don't think that would necessarily sell cars. But then again, Mazda is now fresh on your mind. So maybe it did work after all. It's a branding campaign. And now a quick message from our newest sponsor. Remember, supporting our sponsors is the best way to support the show. That's right. AJ, did you know socks, tees, and underwear are the three most requested clothing items in homeless shelters? I had absolutely no idea. Bombas knows, and they're doing something about it, making ridiculously comfortable versions of all three and donating one for every item sold. With all the clothing brands out there, it's nice to find some basics that don't just feel good, but do good too. That is completely amazing, and that's why we're so excited to be working with our newest sponsor, Bombas. To date, Bombas, one purchase equals one donated commitment, has helped customers donate over 100 million essential clothing items to people facing homelessness. That's a lot of good done by people just buying the Bombas they wear every day. Visit bombas.com slash charm and use code charm for 20% off your first purchase. And once you try Bombas, you'll know why so many people have purchased and donated so many. The comfort geniuses at Bombas work tirelessly to make your everyday things your favorite things. Whether there's an arch-supporting sock that feels like it was sculpted to your foot, a buttery soft tee with no itchy tag, or underwear that feels like nothing while supporting everything. The best part, AJ, Bombas has a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you got the wrong size, your dog chews up your socks, or a pair vanishes in the washing machine, and you know they will, it's easy to get a free return, exchange, or replacement. There's nothing worse than when Puppers gets a hold of my favorite Bombas athletic socks. They're precision engineered for being active with sweat wicking power, impact cushioning, blister defense, and no annoying toe seams that get between you and your goals. I try to limit my essential purchases to one time a year, and I was so pumped to know that Bombas has my underwear, socks, and tees needs completely covered. I have been loving the soft underwear and tees here in Medellin. Ready to get comfy and give back? Head over to bombas.com slash charm and use code charm for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash charm and use code charm at checkout. Johnny, we know if you listen to the show, you are driven. In fact, we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data. And a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to recent Indeed survey. We have hired a lot of team members over the last 17 years. Going through endless resumes, well, that's a time sink. But you know what else is a time sink? Interviewing endless people 
because they're all going to give you the best face forward. That's why we love Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash charm. Just go to indeed.com slash charm right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash charm. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, I hope you enjoyed that. Don't forget you can reach me, Jordan, at theartofcharm.com. I read everything. I'd love to hear from you. More from The Art of Charm at theartofcharm.com. Now, have a great weekend. Get out there and connect and leave everyone better than you found them. Thanks for listening to The Art of Charm. Get more confidence, relationship skills, life hacks, and everything for the extraordinary man at theartofcharmpodcast.com. 